But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? Everybody, it is time for another episode of Illegal Hand to the Face, episode 33. And we got a great show for you today. We have Kevin Arnold from the Voice of the Lamb podcast on Big Play is going to join us, talk a little Browns and some food later. Uh, we are going to get into our Vampire League. <laughs> we are in the finals, boys. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, we are also going to get, here at the end of the show, we're going to get into our Fat Boy Tuesday. We're going to talk a little picky foods in our top three Christmas movies because uh, Christmas is right around the corner. It's a couple Can't days away, wait. boys. So, you boys excited? Merry Christmas. Yeah. I am here with Big Bri. Howdy. And I'm also here with my cousin Vinny. Hey, good morning. All right. So, boys, let's get into the show. Uh, let's do our shout outs for the week. So, I got a shout out. I got to shout out Kevin from last week. Kevin was a blast last week. We talked wrestlers. We got a little bit of uh, Twitter hate from uh, Jay and a few others that we didn't have certain wrestlers on there, like Stone Cold, The Rock, and you know all that kind of stuff. Which classics. I can they're I still good, they're, they're, just because they're not our favorites. It's not, it's not that they're not our favorites, but they're everybody's favorite. We were right. just trying oh, yeah. to kind of... I, I said we would have to do another wrestling show, so yeah, we're going no, to do another wrestling show. Nobody loves Hulk Hogan. Hey, I'm Hogan. ready for another one. Okay. Uh, also, I got to shout out Cocky's Bagels. Love that place. I went there again. Food's phenomenal. And I got to shout out the boys at Cheap Seats. Uh, so we did a cheap hand party, Vinny, that I told you about. Oh, yeah. Okay. What I didn't tell you about is there's a story going around about Big Man and his wife. Okay. <laughs> so Big Man... Juice informed me of this, and I caught wind of it on their last episode. So, Juice uh, calls me up and goes, hey, Big Man got a little sauced up during our show. I'm like, yeah, I kind of saw that. He goes, no. He goes, he's a dedicated man, though. I'm like, what do you mean he's a dedicated man? He goes, his wife texted me, and she's trying to take his work clothes off to get him in bed, uh -huh. and he is slapping her away, saying, Woman, get your hands off me. I am a married man. <laughs> All right. That's how messed up Big Man got. That is pure dedication. Uh, that's what I thought. So I got to shout those boys out. They're fun. I, I think Absolutely. I was on their last show for like two seconds because I was trying to get a hold of Big Man and see how he was doing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Bri, you got any shout outs? Yeah. Um, I got a few shout outs. Uh, <laughs> Over the weekend, I bought a six-pack of beer that I've never had before, and being the 22nd of December, we are now one day away from a holiday that some Seinfeld fans might be a fan of, uh, Festivus. I got Festivus beer. I think it's made by Market Garden, maybe? Brew Garden? Something like that. Market Garden sounds right. And so I've been drinking that, so that's pretty good. Uh, shout out the local breweries um, and local pizza place that I had 
is called, I'm sure a lot of people know about it, but I've never had it before. It's a staple in Cleveland. It's a staple pizza in downtown. It's called Vincenzo's. I've heard about it for years. Yes. I know the Barstool guys did a pizza review there. So that's kind of what sparked my interest. I said, you know what? I got the day off. I'm doing some Christmas shopping. I'm running around. I'm going to make a trip downtown. Get me some Vincenzo's. Not bad. Yeah. Pretty right. dang good. So we're going to try it out. Yep. So. No, for sure. Uh, it's it's uh so it's right near the um Winkin Lizard downtown. Okay. I think by the Radisson Hotel maybe possibly. So it's hard to find parking, but it's worth the drive, it's worth the walk. Alright. So Vinny, you got any shout outs? Well, to be honest with you, I'd like to go ahead and shout out a, a team of all teams. Uh you know, the the Bengals. Oh, oh yeah! There you go. Huge, Absolutely, who day? Shout out! So you know, <laughs> great job for uh, defeating uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. That there. keeps us in the hunt. Sure does. Who day? So I'll shout out my wife for calling that victory because she was saying Steelers play tonight. Aren't you going to watch the game? I go, no, they're going to win. There's like ninety percent chance they win. She goes, I don't know about that. She did knows it, nothing about football. Did you guys bet on it? No, huh? Oh, right. So shout her out for keeping the faith and me, uh, me thinking Pittsburgh was something special. Thank you, thank yeah. you, sweetheart. Heck so yeah. let's get into our show a little bit. We got the uh, we got the fantasy football update. We are in the finals. So my cousin Vinny, why don't you give us the fantasy football update? Well, we got Joe Bear. Versus the fatty vamp. Oh boy, the vampire made it all the way to the finals. I actually don't <laughs> believe that. That's that's pretty damn crazy. <laughs> I snuck back and took out Lord, and now I got Joe Bear, who has been at the top of the heap of our league since week one, along with Big Boy Phillips. Yep. And guess what, boys? I'm going to take a bite out of him and hopefully win my own whiskey. <laughs> that's a bonus. Right? Went my own whiskey for us here at the studio. It was a classic between you and Lauren. It came down to the wire, and <clears throat> kudos to you. you. It paid off with a, a Nick Chubb touchdown, helped you out, because mm. he didn't do much the rest of the game. No, he didn't. It really did. come. I, I beat Lauren by two points. I won 156 to 154. That's mm-hmm. crazy. And it came down to that touchdown by Nick Chubb. Yeah, which he had one and got called back and pushed us back. I can't remember if it was a uh, holding penalty or what, but... um. Baker did what he did, got us within the five, and then, uh, yeah, give it to Chubb. The rest is history. All right. So we got that matchup next week. We'll probably have uh, Joe Bear on. I talked to him a little bit, Bri. Mm-hmm. And I think we're probably going to have Joe Bear on with us a little bit before our special guest next week. Okay. And I'm going to tease it out a little bit. It is a – I hope it happens, but it sounds like it's going to. We are going to have former Cleveland Brown defensive back. Felix Wright on the show with That's us next week. Awesome. Legend. So hopefully this comes through and we can have a great time with him next week. So mm-hmm. uh we got to do trivia, Brian. I think sure. it's your turn for trivia, it so let me play the turn. jingle, all right? Yep. big fella give me that trivia question brought to you by curb appeal landscaping you can contact papa v at curb appeal 
Cobb. All right. So this one was inspired by the Buffalo Bills oh. winning their division for the first time since 1995. Uh-huh. Because the Patriots, as we know, have had a stranglehold yes. for a while. So shout out to the Bills. Uh, Browns fans, Bills fans were kind of one and the same. So kudos to y'all. Um, when was the last time your Cleveland Browns won the division? Won the division? Yep. Could happen this year still. Okay. Uh, it's not. You told me ESPN gives us a 10% chance. Almost 11. I'm going to round it up to 11. That's BS. I, I hear you, bud. That's BS. I, As we were talking, I figured we need Pittsburgh to lose two, and we need to win the final two. Yeah. So, Pittsburgh, 50-50 shot at winning this weekend. We're basically, we're going to win. We know that. You don't do Yeah, there you go. Knock on that wood. So, we're winning. Knock Pittsburgh, 50-50 chance, and then it comes down to a game, us versus them. All so right, so the we figured last it's a coin flip there. That the Browns won the division. Yep. All right. All right. I like it. Well, let's uh let's pause the show and get our guest on. You guys ready for this? Bring it. All right, let's pause real quick. So we have here via Zoom and on the Fat Boy Hotline, uh, we have Kevin Arnold, Coach K from the Voice of the Land podcast on Big Play Sports, right? Yep, right on Big Play and partner with LPV Productions, and I appreciate you calling me Coach K, but I'll, I'll leave that to Shashevsky and Duke. Just oh, call no. me Coach Kev. Just call me Coach Kev. That, that's <laughs> My buddy Nick Paulus on the show will hate that, but uh, I love I love getting under his skin by going all Coach Kev on him every time. So we brought you in here, and we have been talking off record of a lot of things, and you know, we appreciate you coming on with us. It really does mean a lot to us. Um, also, we brought you on to talk a little Browns and food with us. So are you excited to talk oh. some Browns and food? Hey, Browns and food, that's right in my wheelhouse, so let's go. Uh, you better come strong with your food game, because the surprise I have for you was always positive, Jay. Oh. <laughs> and Jay has asked me what we are talking about tonight, and he might chime in on the food topics with us a little bit later. All right. So, I, mean, I like it. I like right. it. I always, I always enjoy getting to hear from Jay, too. So uh, that's, uh, that's my guy. <laughs> so uh, the Browns beat the Giants, and it wasn't pretty. It wasn't great, but it was a win. They controlled everything, what they had to do, and all they had to do was just win. It didn't have to be pretty. It didn't have to be spectacular. Uh, what are your takeaways from the game on Sunday night? It was a professional business-like trip they went in they knew what they had to do they had to win that game i had buddies that i was talking to after the game that said aren't you mad that they didn't score 60 points or drop 40 points on them i mean yeah they could have but they had two 95 yard drives in the game they had another 75 yard drive to score their touchdown cody parkey misses one so really 21 to to six in that game you score on three drives and after the giants hit their field goal, Browns take the lead 7-3. That game, oddly, I didn't have any concerns that the Giants were ever going to come back after that point. It just felt like ball control, time control, and very businesslike to the point from the Browns. No extracurriculars or anything in that game. Yeah, it, it felt weird. It felt like a just not a boring game, but it was like as soon as they got up, it was like, Oh, well, guess what? They're just going to control the clock now and just kind of 
wind this one down. The uh, Bri, you brought up Nick Harris jumped in at the second play of the game. Second play, Hubbard got hurt. Yeah, how well did he play, Big Bri? I, I mean, mean it, for just, a rookie who's switching positions, uh, I thought he played great. I mean, he wasn't perfect. He wasn't flawless by any means, but. You just look at him when he's out there, and I thought, man, who's this guy? I forgot that we had drafted him, and, you know, he was a center in Washington, and I guess the Browns kind of see him more as a guard, but he comes in there. He kind of looks small, and I'm just, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to think of him. I My faith is in Bill Callahan and what he's done to develop him, but I don't have a whole lot of faith that he's going to come out and play well from the beginning. But for him to be going against Dexter Lawrence, a former first-round pick who's probably got him by 50 pounds, I mean, he gave up one sack. But other than that, I didn't notice him the whole game. So, man, he played as well as I could have expected from a rookie fifth-round pick. I mean, uh, it gives me some confidence going forward that if we're without Teller for another game or two, that uh, he'll be good enough. And that's what you want from any one of your offensive linemen. Brian, you brought up the best point. You don't want to hear much from them or hear their name called at all. Like You don't want to notice an offensive lineman and then you actually notice what they did at the end of the game. Yeah, he gave up the one sack and their you know protections, I'm sure, broke down a little bit. But to come in not really practicing a guard, Jarvis was all about it after the game. He was... He, he went up to him in the locker room, I guess. He was all supportive of Harris after the game. So that just, while it's so cliche and some people get tired of the cliches in sports, the next man up mentality, just like Coach Stefanski says, and he says, let's be one to know this week. While they're cliches and you hear every team say it, this team has bought into that culture. They're establishing it and they are producing yes. with it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the one thing that I like about it is when he came in, I got to give Treader and Conklin credit too because they shored him up and said, hey, you stand by us. We'll help you out. We'll get this game going. And he did. He actually did really amazing for coming in in that situation, which is hard to do. I mean, you could see it all over Baker's face when Hubbard went out. I mean, as soon as Hubbard went down, Baker's sitting there and you just see him go, oh, shit. <laughs> and mm-hmm. just... I mean, it was like, it was, Baker knew how much that meant. And for him to come in and do it, did great. I also brought up that, granted, we controlled the ball with the passing game this time. Baker did amazing passing. But Chubb and Hunt were kind of non-factors in this game until the little bit of the end where Chubb got his touchdown. But they really didn't have to be because the way they were doing everything, the way Baker was passing... They really didn't need to run that much, and they could actually save them for the last two games and give them a little rest. Yeah, Baker's reprogrammed. He's back to rookie season Baker right now, mm-hmm. and he is he is locked in. That throw to Jarvis in the back of the end zone when Njoku's wide open, Baker <laughs> said after right. – I know he said after the game that Njoku kind of tripped, so he went off of him. He went to the next read, and he saw it on film later that Njoku was wide open at that point. I've joked around with some people talking about the Browns, and I was like, well, if early in the season I said, if Coach Stefanski's smart, he'll tell Baker, if you see David Njoku wide open, don't throw to him. Only throw to him if he's <laughs> <laughs> covered like a blanket 
<laughs> Braylon Edwards treatment. <laughs> he, won't, <laughs> he won't catch the ball unless someone's draped all over him. And that, if you, I know we talked like before we kind of came on air, we were kind of talking about how we may talk ba- basketball later. That throw to Jarvis was as close to, if not the, the definition of a heat check for a quarterback to throw that to Jarvis with very little room at the back of that end zone. And then the taunting penalty after mm-hmm. was no. just absolutely ridiculous. But we won the game, so it didn't even matter. So on that note, we, we talked about Parkey a little bit. I'm not blaming mm-hmm. that missed field goal on Parkey. I'm blaming that on Jarvis. Right. Because that yeah. is a 48-yard extra point that Parkey had to do. And the way he kicked it, at that point in time, if it was from the regular 35, he would have made it. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. like, that was Jarvis. But Jarvis was jawing at it because of, I saw him throw up the 1-3, trying mm-hmm. to give OBJ a shout-out, and then the defender said something, and then Jarvis said something, and then the flag came out. No, Yeah, that was ridiculous, because if you go back, I went back and watched the replay, and the uh, official is maybe 20 yards behind him, and Jarvis is doing that to the camera. The other guy comes up to his face. And as soon as the other guy comes up to his face, he throws a flag. It's like you couldn't hear what Jarvis said to him. They didn't push, shove, throw punches, anything like that. So that was a BS call in my opinion. I mean, it's guys jawing back and forth, but it's nothing anything that uh, you should be throwing a 15-yard penalty for. And if expletives are being dropped, they're being dropped all the time because you're hearing the hot mics on the field picking oh, yes. that up. <laughs> yeah. In right. any sporting event, you're hearing that all the time. So that's not against the norm. I know Jarvis has been called for a couple this season, so now he's got a track record. Yeah, but right. You but see, still. you see in every other game, guys are jawing at each other. Like some at some point, you gotta you gotta draw a line. There's too much gray area in officiating. The NFL really has a lot of issues with that. But, again, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You get the win. It only affects the extra point. And and you see, we mentioned the culture that Stefanski is building. You saw on the sideline when Stefanski was talking to Jarvis, as much as he was upset with the referee for calling that, he was all attentive and understanding and remorseful to Stefanski when Stefanski told him, look, that's hurting your team. And we can't have those types of situations or even getting yourself close to that for to give the ref an opportunity to make that call, whether right or wrong. So the, right. now, now that you brought up Stefanski, I got to ask you, because you guys do a live show every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Is he at the point in time right now, is he a coach of the year? He should be. He should be heavily considered. Mm-hmm. I know when the Steelers were undefeated, Tomlin was everybody's choice. Well, Tomlin should have won it last year. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. He should have won it last year for everything that they went through and to kind of keep them, keep them afloat and keep that, the culture that we know the Steelers we've had to go against for so long and been hoping and wishing for here in Cleveland. Uh, he should have won it. I guess you could, you know, maybe McDermott has a stronger case over there in Buffalo just because like, they won their division and have slightly better record, but. From where the Browns have been, Buffalo has been trending up the last couple of years since they got Josh Allen and have been adding talent to that team. They've been trending upwards. We've been on a roller coaster in the three <laughs> years with Baker mm-hmm. until until Stefanski has been able to really establish what he wants this team to look like and what he wants it to look like moving forward. 
So for all the crap that the Browns have been through a lot longer than even in Buffalo and what they are doing this season and slowly but surely getting better every single game, which is what you want to see over the course of 16 games, he's got to be. I, that might That's probably biased from being Clevelanders and Browns fans, but nationally I don't even hear you don't I don't really hear that conversation either and it should be being had like it should be a tough race just like the AFC is a tough race this oh, yes. year. coach of the year should be a tough race and Stefanski should be at the at the head of that conversation it's I ridiculous agree. to me that the Browns still get no credit we were just looking today at ESPN's power rankings they have the Steelers what, five spots ahead of the Browns or something yeah. like that because they have one more win than them. Use your eyes. Ooh. You know what you see. Stefanski, here's, there's four teams that have a better record than the Browns right now, and it's Buffalo, who plays in a crappy division. It's Kansas City, who has Andy Reid, who's been doing it for a long time. Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers and Mike Tomlin, who's free-falling. So to have a first-year head coach have ten wins – with the Cleveland Browns, who a couple years ago went 0-16. I don't know how it's even a discussion. I was going to say, during a COVID year, yeah, where right. you can't even have a regular trading camp. Yeah, it's it's absurd to me that, uh, that it's not like, well, it's Kevin Stefanski's award to lose. That's how we should be talking about it, because I don't know anybody else. As a Browns fan, I'm 100% bought in. He's my guy for the next 5 to 10 years going forward, because... This past game especially showed it to you that we remember last year with Freddie Kitchens going against Arizona and a game we probably should have won, and we got embarrassed. Yes. Nobody was feeling that way this past week. The Giants, it was never in doubt in my mind. Well, I mean, I felt good the whole time. They had that first drive that got down there within the red zone, and then they they went all Freddie Kitchens and threw a pass to their center from their punter. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, after that, it's like, okay, yeah, that's right. I, I forgot that Freddie Kitchens is coaching over there, and uh, we got Kevin Stefanski. This is not even going to be a matchup. We could have beat them forty to six, in my opinion. We just we played a damn near perfect game, mm -hmm. and maybe the score doesn't reflect that. But Baker getting Baker out early, throwing to his tight ends, going five for five for 38 yards, That's getting right. him tight end moving the game. tight ends. The first two uh, drives, they were they were our keys, and they got a touchdown. And then Baker had the highest completion percentage of any Browns quarterback in a game ever. Yeah. Minimum 25 uh, attempts. So What was it, like 86%? 84. 84? 84.4 so Unreal. Baker's just playing out of this world I think since his since our bye he's like the second highest rated quarterback in the NFL so if you're not on board the Baker train now you're never going to be because he can't be playing much better than he is right now so so Kevin I brought it up to Bry uh that bye week was I think instrumental to Baker because I think him and Stefanski sat down and said hey this is what's going on right now, and you need to start playing like this, and went over the tape with him, because since then, he has only had, what, maybe two interceptions, I think it is? I don't even know how many touchdowns, and he has been back, like you said, back to the first-year banker of comfortable and just slinging it. Yeah, I think I saw a stat line where 
Um, cause I know a lot of people want to bring up the conversation. Are they better without Odell or not? That's not something I want to really get into, especially the way that Odell went down. But I mean, basically since the Cincinnati game, all of his stats starting the Cincinnati game to this point, he's up where near 1800 yards, 15 touchdowns, one interception and the bye week. It was instrumental. I think it was instrumental for the team too, for how they lost going into the bye. Yeah. Because a team like the Browns that have been bad for so long usually come the week before the bye week, everyone's thinking about already getting out to wherever they're going to go. Now you can't go anywhere this year, but getting that week off the, the wear and tear on the body, like being able to relax or be away from the game for a few days, guys on bad teams look at that, that last week before and they don't really bring it. Well, that's what the culture has been. And Stefanski has been preaching something different. They got out tough, out physical in that game against the Raiders. They should not have lost that game. That's probably the one that they want back. You can say the Ravens game too, this last one, but the Raiders game is one they want back because after they had two more games in weather like, like against the Raiders and they were the team that were dominant at the line of scrimmage, got the running game going. And once the weather broke or they were able to get away from the confines of First Energy Stadium in better weather, Baker then opened it up because he had gained confidence by still being able to impact the game while not stat wise to a high extent. Yeah. He was still able to impact those games and they understood if you don't just focus on the game in front of you, the team in front of you, you're going to get beat and you're going to cost yourself an opportunity to meet larger goals that you have set in front of yourselves for how good we can be. You now hurt that if you play games like you did against the Raiders. And that just turned the whole but, corner. But even mm-hmm. with the Raiders, we didn't have Chubb during the Raiders, did we? Chubb or Teller. Chubb or Teller. Mm-hmm. I and think- we, I think I chalk up the Raiders' loss to um, us just being beat up and looking forward to the bye week because – yeah. It, like you said, we didn't have Chubb. We didn't have Teller. Um, Baker still dealing with his rib injury. Uh, Landry still dealing with his rib injury. I think guys just started looking forward to the bye week. Now, that's not an excuse, but, I mean, that's part of the reason why maybe they came out a little bit flat because you're right. That that was a game we probably should have won, and we want back a little bit to only put up six points. A little disappointing. And that's the mindset that Stefanski's like trying to get rid of and has done. So that's the change that you've kind of seen yep. since then. Again, bad teams look forward, look ahead to the bye week when they have one more game beforehand. Right. Good teams to great teams focus on that game and then they enjoy their bye week because they, they put the work in, earned that week off and they get back to getting their bodies in shape, their minds right to finish out whatever's left in the season. And that's the maturation that I think we've seen with this past week because they could have easily said, well, we know Freddie Kitchens is a dope. We know Colt McCoy is just a lifelong backup, and we don't need to really bring our A game. But Colt McCoy beat uh, Seattle a couple weeks ago, so he's capable of winning. They have a good enough team to eventually kind of sneak up and snakebite somebody and we just didn't let it happen. We were in control the entire time. 
Yeah, and they, of course, they have the opportunity just to win the NFC East because that's so bad. But <laughs> yeah, you know. the playoff. Yeah. <laughs> but God, but their defense has been legit the last yeah. two weeks. So yes, this to, to go ninety five yards on two drives against a defense that had been playing almost lights out, only give up twelve points and picking off Russell Wilson, a, a guy highly regarded in the league, and sometimes in the MVP conversation, definitely can't take that lightly, and they didn't. Business like you just saw focus in all their eyes, go in, get it, and then you go right back to that same stadium. Hope you keep guys healthier. There's been conversations about that turf, but you go into that stadium again, do the same thing against the Jets. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And if we can, let's give some credit to the defense. We only gave up six points. I know it's Colt McCoy, yes, but to only give up six points, it wasn't a weather game. You can't blame it on the weather here. Uh, my, your best player, Miles Garrett, is still clearly COVID. shaken from the COVID. Yeah, he's gasping for air. Guys have stepped up. I mean, they weren't perfect by any means, but they got gashed for, was it 45 points against the Ravens? Yes. And to come mm-hmm. back six days later and only give up six to another professional football team? But in that hindsight, look who was on the field that game. Denzel Ward was back. Denzel Ward played a big Den- part. No, no, no. Denzel Ward played a huge part because he shuts down half a field when he gets on the field. Yeah, but I'll shout out a couple guys. Carl Joseph. Carl Joseph. We know. He made that play in the end zone. That no Mountaineers. Phenomenal. Should have been a touchdown. Probably 80% of the time is a touchdown. And Olivier Vernon. We haven't had our stud defensive end for a month now. And, and he has Olivier up Vernon huge. has been huge. We haven't seen this Olivier Vernon since we traded for him. So it's going to hurt losing Sheldon Richardson for, I don't know, a, a week or two because he's been a stud all year. He actually, he might be back for this game. Really? Is what they're talking about because it was just a sprain. They're going to check it, make sure that he's okay. But MRI came back good, and hopefully it's just kind of a muscle thing that it is a – uh, bone thing so hopefully that happens hopefully. yeah i mean you'd like to see him limited in practice at least yes if he's yes. limited there's still probably intention for him to play just trying to give those you know those muscles a little bit more time to heal but you know another reason why that game felt like it went so fast is you know the defense stepped up but they they still give up give up a lot of yards so like it, it was sustained break. drives on both sides sustained drives on both sides and the times, like the the clock, it was just it just kept ticking on by. It's not one of those ones where you just had to look up, like, oh, only a minute went by. I felt like we watched ten minutes of game <laughs> action. I'm not kidding you. Like the first half when it ended, I'm like, it's only nine o'clock, right? The, I thought this yeah. thing kicked off at eight. What what's going on? <laughs> like I, I like, kept oh, like, yeah, I can get sleep before I go to work. Oh, oh, all right. Hey, bonus for me. Right. If you, if you were at a bar, you could have got a couple more drinks before last call. So. Before we get into the Jets, I got to ask you, Mac Wilson was a healthy scratch, all right? And I love Mac Wilson. I think he's played okay. Do you think this is a uh, disciplinary thing because he missed so many tackles last week? I think it was because when he was asked by Mary Kay about it, he didn't really want to get into it, but he said, that was my decision. That was my decision to sit him. He didn't have hmm. – if you're going against the Ravens team, and I know how good their rushing offense is and how electric Lamar Jackson is. I was, you know, freezing to my seat, actually standing up the whole time. I was at that game. 
and you know how electric he is. But the Ravens defense was able to make one play. They were able to get that interception. While it was a bad throw, it's a one-handed interception. You, But your linebacking core and your main linebacker that he's always on social media talking about, how, you know, how he's all about it, he's, he's ready to get better. He has zero tackles in the run game against a running team. That's They're, a big problem. The and one that he missed was huge. Mm-hmm. One for a touchdown. The one for the touchdown was huge. Yeah. Like, how do you not fill that hole? You're a linebacker that is trained that way. Now, granted, I'm fat and I'm slow. I'm not getting in that hole, but <laughs> right. you know you have to cover that area as a linebacker. Did you compare yourself to Mac Wilson? No, God, it's not even close. <laughs> I, I, I compared myself to one of the Wilson sisters. Is that is that okay? Wilson Phillips? Yeah, Wilson Phillips. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I love you guys. You guys are assholes. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I missed something. Let's not forget that Mac Wilson is a second-year linebacker. Yeah, he was he was a six-round pick. So, what do you really want to expect from him? I still got his back. I still think he's in our future. But hopefully, this is a wake-up call. He hasn't. He didn't have much of a off-season because of his injury. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe this will rejuvenate him and get him ready for the playoffs. I'm I'm hoping that they're still counting on him. Well, he's been blocking a lot of people on Twitter too. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Were you one of them? Bit, I was not one of them, but what? he may block me if he hears this because I'm <laughs> I'm about to say I understand he's a young player, but the most frustrating thing about Mac Wilson is that when I see him actually try to go back in coverage and he's like five or ten yards away from the wide receiver and he knows the ball is past him and yet he still jumps, dives, reaches that arm out like to make it look like he's giving so much effort. And he's nowhere even close. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Just <laughs> frustrating. Either, either cover or tackle a guy in the run game. Do something. I, I got into a heated debate with Paulus on our show a few weeks back about Sandejo because he like he had like this. He had a decent game. It was an average game for a safety, and we hadn't seen anything leading up to that point. And he wanted to give him the Pro Bowl. He wanted to give him all these kudos. <laughs> I Paulus said, did? Yeah. Pro here's Bowl. your cupcake with sprinkles. Here's your unicorn <laughs> farting sprinkles or, or uh, Skittles or whatever. Great. He actually played like a safety. I'm not going to go out of my way to glorify one good game when you don't play you don't do your role <laughs> when you're supposed to play your role. It's one thing to be some sort of linebacker like Ray Lewis or anything like that. That's not what I'm asking Mac Wilson to do. No, I'm just not do asking your job. Sandejo to be Ed Reed. I'm asking you to be an NFL caliber linebacker, an NFL caliber safety. Make the plays when you need to. Stop showing up on film being the reason a play is made against you rather than making the play for your team. So <laughs> I, I told Bry, it, I've been on Sadejo a lot because I just... <laughs> I am 23, too. It, it's just, mm-hmm. he, has, he has a concussion, so I'll give him... I, 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 be, right, I understand right. that, but the, the time that he got the concussion with J.K., which was yeah. kind of... J.K. kind of did some shady stuff. Anyways, yes, that sweep, I told Bry, what is tackling 101? 
he is at the one yard line and you're trying to stop him from getting to the goal line. Where the heck were your arms at around him? Because they were nowhere to be found because all he did was put his head down and a shoulder pad going, oh, I can throw my body at him and that might knock him off his spot for a second. Like a missile. Yeah. Just wrap him up and take him down. Like, is it that hard? That's the elementary version of defense that's missing from a lot of the players in the NFL. It's this new age, throw yourself at a guy like a torpedo or like try to take his legs out, trip him, allow the guy to trip himself up rather than get your arms around him, wrap him up, take him to the ground. It's also every guy is trying to strip the ball now. You see teams that are trying to come back in games and, you know, they have those three timeouts to try to get the ball back for one final possession. And guys are dra- – running backs are dragging these guys because they're just reaching to rip the ball out. Yeah. Get them to the ground <laughs> after one yard, take your timeout, and regroup, do it two more times, you get the ball back. No, they get a first down. Now they can go to victory formation, mm-hmm. and you're the loser at the end of the day. Let me let me bring it full circle here because – we're talking Sandejo. He was out, and mm-hmm. his replacement, Sheldrick Redwine, very first play, the kickoff that they returned over the 50-yard line, he got drugged five yards. <laughs> and I go, oh, gosh, it's going to be a long game. But to his credit, he I don't know back. if he played he, great. He played pretty good. But that fourth and two play, when we needed a stop, he came up like a missile, like Sandejo did, and him and Richardson made that stop on fourth and two. So I don't know how you ever put Sandejo back in there until Redwine starts playing a lot worse. Give him a chance. How bad can he be? He was a third-round pick a couple years ago. It, it scares me a little bit that he hasn't been getting playing time because maybe that tells you how bad he's been. But give him a chance. Come on now. You can't be much worse than Sandejo. 23, as you say. <laughs> 23. <laughs> it's sad to say, but at this point, all I'm looking for out of the Brown safety position is what I look for out of an offensive lineman. I don't want to notice you doing something wrong on film. Exactly. That's it. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, we were talking a little earlier, and we weren't positive. Have you heard anything about Ronnie Harrison? I have not heard anything. I thought, I mean, I know he was put on the IR, but and that's he's, like three games due, at least, but it's... Yeah. He's due back this week. That was three weeks Is ago. He? So that's that's what we because we haven't heard anything and no, nobody's mm-hmm. asked anything. So mm-hmm. we don't know where he's at. You probably start hearing stuff tomorrow because of course you know Wednesday being that that first practice day of the week. Now that they're kind of on a back on like a regular schedule Sunday to Sunday right type week and go back to a traditional one p.m. type game. So I would start looking for things probably tomorrow or even Thursday more so in Stefanski's press conferences for information on whether Harrison's going to be back out there or, you know, you just have to go with what you got. All right. Cool. So let's, uh, let's get away because I only got a short time with you, which, which kind of sucks, but it's okay. It's all right. You're a busy man. You're a busy man. <laughs> I, I'm I get busy it. Man. I'm hard <laughs> so let's get into the uh, Cleveland Cavs. They're going to be starting up here soon. Okay. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So I would, your uh, expectations of this Cavs year because you're a huge basketball fan. I am a huge basketball fan. I'm I'm hopefully going to be watching some uh, some basketball at some point tonight after getting all that that busy schedule done and stuff. But uh, <laughs> you know, I still I still watch LeBron. I, I got to admit it. I still watch LeBron. I I, I, I just I can't 
I can't go away from that fandom ever. And really? I was that. That's what I was going to ask that, you earlier. What your relationship yeah. with LeBron is now? Because I'm kind of lukewarm. I still don't root for the Lakers because of what he did, but I don't hate him like I did when he went to the Heat. So here's where I'm at with LeBron, and I'll take you back just a little bit. So when I was in middle school, that's kind of when like his years in in high school, and then his first year in in the pros was I think my seventh grade year actually. Um, how old are you? Twenty nine. <laughs> You're a I'm baby. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. Wow. <laughs> oh my! See, I feel old. Oh yeah, I, I feel been, really old. I played with LeBron. Well, I mean. He played in a court next to me. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I feel in, old. in some fall league camp or something. So I'm just as old All as right, LeBron so is. But congrats on being 29. What's 29 like? Do you guys still have do you, the, the joints work okay? Because once you get a little older in age, like you wake up, there's like a hip and a knee. Um, so mine don't because the way I used to play sports, um, I kind of aged myself by like 10 or 15 years. So. <laughs> I'm a I'm a 29 year old with an 80 year old back. Um, oh, perfect. Yeah, so that's that's kind of what I'm dealing with over here. But you know, can't, can't imagine what 30 is going to look like in a few months. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got you sidetracked. It was so a, when you when you said, "Oh, I was like seventh grade when LeBron played," I'm like, "Hold on," and I'm starting doing math in my yeah. head. And the yeah. X's and Y's came in. I'm like. Oh boy, I'm old. Yeah. So, so he we was, know you're six years older than me. We know you're a diehard Cavs fan. What's yep. your feeling with the Lakers? Are you rooting for them? Are you rooting against them? See, I'm rooting for LeBron to have success. To okay. just keep putting, like, just keep shutting the naysayers up about why can't I know the whole conversation between him and Jordan, and it's always going to be some sort of comparison. It, all these conversations because they're fun to have, just like everybody's talking about whether the, you know, if the Browns do this and if the Steelers do this, we can it's, win the division. It, just whatever's in front of you, just can we please appreciate, witness the greatness that we are getting in this generation yes. for, uh, for LeBron and who got to see Jordan and who, if you're old enough to have seen Bill Russell or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right. like those greats of each era just appreciate what you got to see live and in person. If you get a chance to see more than once in a generation player, that's just icing on the cake. Mm-hmm, I, like, I I was that kid that was wearing a jersey every single game day for the Cavs in school, and I had like seven jerseys. When he went to Miami, I was upset. Like that was one of those heartbreaking moments for me. I think everybody I was upset. <laughs> yeah. Did you I burn did a jersey? Burn didn't burn a jersey, okay. didn't, you know, didn't throw things out. I packed everything up nice and in a box, put it up in the attic. When I moved out of that house, can't find those jerseys. <laughs> I had, are, so when he came back, seven, he had nothing. <laughs> I know. So like that day I was actually working downtown because I went to Cleveland State and I was working summer camp at the rec center down there. And we come in from an activity and one of the other counselors came, that was a big basketball fan too came over to me. She's like, LeBron's back. I was like, what? She's like, LeBron's back. So I run out to the uh, little lounging area and I see the TV and it's breaking news. LeBron, I'm coming home. And mm-hmm. as soon as I got home, I went digging through both houses for those jerseys. <laughs> I couldn't find them because I wanted to go downtown and just and right. celebrate. Mm-hmm. 
So I had to like reset the whole collection. But now, I mean, it's just after he won that first championship in Miami, I was like, I understand he's gone. And I think it's when he came back and he won this championship because it means so much to me and my basketball fandom, where it comes from, yes, from my dad and bringing me up that way. So it's a little right. deep-rooted connection that I just – I root for LeBron to to have success. Yeah, I want to see the cat like – if it's LeBron versus the Cavs, it's always going to be Cavs. Right. I'm always going to be rooting for the Cavs. Sure. But he's in the Western Conference. You may you see him once or twice a year. And, you know, the only time you can face him in the playoffs now, as of right now, finals. is in the finals. Yeah. And Cavs are not at that point. The Cavs are a 25-30 to 30 win team. Uh, at most, you're looking maybe Look. more so 20-25. to 25. Like playoffs? Yeah, maybe, what do you think? Like playoff? top ceiling? See, I think that the cat, like in the middle part of this 72 game season, I think that there could be a run where there's like, where we're asking that question, like, playoffs? <laughs> playoffs? <laughs> you, know? you kidding me? You know, like, but you're going to be, because everybody reacts to what's happening now rather than seeing the whole picture, allowing the whole picture to develop. That's why I don't live tweet during games either, because I like the whole perspective to look back at and make decisions or opinions on. I think that there may be a stretch where they're competing for it, but they're gonna they'll be brought back down to earth, and then decisions yeah. will be made by that March 25th trade deadline where they want to go if they want to try to acquire more assets, more draft assets to really keep adding to the core. Everybody's I know a lot of people love Isaac Okoro. I was kind of an Obi Toppin guy, but right. if he's going if he's going to shut down the top guy on the other team and still produce offensively. And that just it. makes the rest of as bad as the Cavs defense has been. Yeah. Having one shutdown defender can be that impactful to make your defense look so much better because now the other four guys can play that shell defense rotating on the back end because they know they don't have to go help every single time on that key guy on the other team. If Okoro is shutting him down or making life tough. Well, yeah. where Okoro's money is going to be made is if he can have the energy to shut down the top guy on the other side mm-hmm. and cause them to play defense on the other end. Because if you can't score as an offensive-driven player and you're forced to play defense when you don't want to, a guy like Steph Curry, your mindset, your mental toughness in the game completely shuts down and you look like a totally different player, an average player, when we know how good a guy like Steph Curry really is. Mm-hmm. So, twenty-five to twenty. God damn, that hurts. That hurts so much. I know. <laughs> I know. And if if it's anything more than that, I mean, it's, again, that's that. It's uh, you already used the phrase, but I'll use it again. It's the icing on the cake. Right. It really yeah. is. Anything more that they so, can give you, you you want to see development, and you want to see them go through the process the right way. Cleveland so, hates the word process. I understand. But right. you have to you have to go through the developmental process the right way especially in the NBA, to try to compete. Once you've been stripped down to nothing, in order to get back to competition level in the NBA with where it's at and how what sort of culture is going on in the NBA with super teams, the only way to do it is to build through the draft, get those young players right. playing well together, and have the opportunity with some money built up to then add that piece or two that takes you to upper echelon conference level instead of the hamster wheel of 
seven, eight, mm-hmm. nine seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully getting into the playoffs or not. And I, I hate to use the word tank, but from everything I've heard, it sounds like this next year's draft will be a lot more um, strong, fruitful. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. Fruitful. Than, than yeah. what we, the draft we just had. And granted, those guys had a shortened season, so we don't really know a whole lot of what we got. Everyone wanted Obi Toppin because he was a player of the year. He's from Dayton. And hopefully he'll be – well, not hopefully because he plays for the Knicks now, but uh, we we knew he was a certain commodity – and with these young guys coming in next year, hopefully the high praise will translate into NBA success. It, and so it would probably benefit the Cavs to have a, a top five pick again, even as much as hard as it is to say it, rather than being an eight seed and getting bounced in the first round. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the drop-off from like the top three guys, two or three guys in this draft, to the next tier of guys, mm-hmm. it's a lot better quality and you know just the talent evaluation is a lot closer these guys it's unfortunately due to covid what hurt a lot of the guys in this last draft was no not having an ncaa tournament that's where that's where you really show nba teams what you're made of under the bright lights hopefully this year they're able to have a college season find a way through covid protocol to still have the ncaa tournament for the benefit of the kids. Yeah, we all missed doing the the, the bracket pools and right. all of those types of fun things. After, especially these years, your bracket's busted after day one. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it does, it, that doesn't even matter. For the benefit of the actual players and their futures, right? you hope that they get a chance to do that. And some of the seniors at some of the upper-level teams. For sure. All right, time out. Princess is here. Oh. There's Princess. <laughs> Princess? <laughs> Up. Princess came up because she probably got to go outside. Go, Uncle Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we've got you on way too long, we're getting ready to get the food. We're getting ready to get to Fat Boy Tuesday. Do you need to go, or are you good? No, I got, I got, I got time. Yep, okay. I, I just got the, just got the message. I got time. Don't worry. All right. So I need some mm-hmm. uh, yes or no answers from you. Okay. Okay. So Andre mm-hmm. Drummond or the Cavs the entire year? Yes or no? No. He gone. All right. Uh, Kevin Love, yes or no? This one comes with a caveat. If they can trade that contract, no, he's not. If 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 not, he will be. I would I would put it more so him being here rather than not just because of the terms of that contract. Until you get closer to the end of it, as you inch closer to the end of it, more teams will be more enticed to take Kevin Love. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Frankie's gone. Uh, Cookie is the last time we see Cookie in an Indians uniform. Well, technically, I hope not. well, technically, right. Indians are changing their name. That was another topic I wanted to bring no, up to you. Not this year. It's still the Indians. No, I know. Yeah. Uh, so, Cookie. I hope so. Yes, he he should still be here. All right. Is there somebody that the Indians should grab? Oh, um, because obviously guess... we don't have an outfield right now. I would love to see Brantley or Kipnis back here, honestly. And Brantley didn't want to go either. I Brantley would, love would be someone I would I love know. to bring back because I believe he's a free agent from the from the Astros. All right, all right. Well, I think it's time to get to Fat Boy Tuesday. 
Yeah. I think well, it is. Are we ready to get to Fat Boy Tuesday? <laughs> yeah, because I know you wanted to talk about the Indians name, but I'm going to get upset by the whole screenshots <laughs> of all the Cleveland Citizen. Yeah, what MLB do you think of Citizen? No, I'm, not, I'm not even worried about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't no, no, want to no. go I can, No, no, no. I can I already just, see it. Citizen's I just, arrest. I just, I just wanted to know your feeling on it, and that was it. Unless Cleveland Citizens or Northeast Ohio Citizens get to play for the team, I don't want that as our name. <laughs> gotcha. That's where I'll leave it. Gotcha. <laughs> all right, so we're good. All right, so we are in Fat Boy Tuesday, and this Fat Boy Tuesday, we're going to go back to Picky Foods that we have with Lauren, but this is going to be a twist on it. These are foods that, uh, as a kid, you kind of frowned your nose upon, mm-hmm. but as an adult, you love. All right? Wow. Well, not even <laughs> love, but you've tried. Yeah. You, you've, mm-hmm. you've matured, you've tried it, and you might still not like it, but it's okay. Sushi is the is the one that comes sushi. right to the front of my mind. Right. That's something I never. I'm not. I I don't do seafood at all. I don't do mm-hmm. uh, fish at all. It's something mm-hmm. that I want to try. I, I want to try more styles of. But sushi, I recently tried as an adult. I never wanted to try it as a kid. Okay. Not that big a fan of it, but I don't know that I got the right sushi. It's okay. kind of from the, the grocery store. So oh, hold on. Now I gotta I ask, know. what kind of sushi? Oh, I don't even remember. The girlfriend gave it to me. I don't know what it <laughs> okay. was. Because she may text me while I'm sitting right here, while she's sitting in the background. She may text me with the name of it. Okay, <laughs> well, tell her to text you because we do, uh, where we work at, Heinz has a half-price sushi day on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And we go to, at least I do, and I eat sushi on Wednesdays. I get the eel and then a little bit of uh, tuna. But Bri is not a seafood fan. No, neither is Vinny. No, so, Bri... Mm-hmm. What is your pet peeve? You told me coleslaw that we brought up, right? Which which seems pretty um pretty basic, but I, I hadn't had coleslaw a whole lot growing up, and I don't know why I stayed away from it. But my aunt made a delicious coleslaw. Shout out to Aunt Mary. It's a it's like a sweeter coleslaw. Okay, little sugar and, in it. Oh, little man, sugar. In it. It's so good. So ever since I was twenty two, twenty three, I haven't turned back. I love coleslaw. Same thing with biscuits and gravy i didn't have it a whole lot growing up which seems ridiculous because how good it is because of your size but <laughs> there you go yeah. <laughs> that was my nickname in high school they called me biscuits and gravy hey here comes biscuits and gravy <laughs> so so my mom just for whatever reason didn't make it when i was growing up maybe she was trying to save me from myself and after college i started just chowing down even the 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 toughest thing to eat while you're driving is biscuits and gravy from mcdonald's has sells it i'm telling you don't try it it's it's a danger to society trying to eat biscuits and gravy from mcdonald's while you're driving don't even think about it okay oh my i don't even know where to go from there i'm sorry he's never going to come back that, on our show now that was you realize what you have just done that was a public service hey, announcement hey tell paul us about this Please tell all us about this. All right, this is where we bring Vinny in on this one. My cousin Vinny, give me a food that you never had as a kid that you tried as an adult. Well, I I, I have tried as a kid and I didn't like it. Okay. And um, I I still haven't completely gotten over it yet. And I'm I'm hoping to because, you know, it's, it's apparently good for you and stuff like that. But lentils. Okay. 
So All that's right. that's like that's my number one there. I've I've never liked lentils growing up, the whole nine yards, but uh, you know I still don't really like them too much. I'm willing to give them another try one of these days, and uh, I know my mama's out there hearing this right now, and <laughs> oh, she's laughing her head off. I already know it. But um, another one though that I did turn over and that I did end up liking was the the sweet potato casserole. The whole with so, the marshmallows, yeah, yeah, marshmallows, the whole night. All right, yeah. You know about the sweet potato casserole, right? I do. All I right. do. So, so my biggest pet peeve was as mm-hmm. a kid growing up, I would eat anything because my family grew up on a farm. This is normally this isn't my kind of. I know area. Right. What did like, you not eat as a so kid? As a kid, I really wasn't into Brussels sprouts. Yeah. All mm. right. Not, not that I didn't have them. It's just like I don't remember having them because we did corn and green beans and that stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. So I finally started getting on Brussels sprouts because my wife loves them. Mm-hmm. And she calls them baby cabbages. <laughs> right. <laughs> she really does. That's She's like, it. give me I've that heard baby that before, cabbage. Actually. West Virginia thing. It, it is a West Virginia thing. So what I did with my wife is I found out a way that I can actually eat Brussels sprouts and not get disgusted by them is I douse a crap ton in balsamic vinegar mm-hmm. and then smother them in cheese. Mm-hmm. So that's how I do stuff. You gotta char them, too. Oh, yeah. They're you got wonderful charred. Burn them. Yeah, burning the crap out of them. See, I was I don't like Brussels sprouts, either, and I was right there with you, like, getting ideas of how to lather them up, but, of course, with my unfortunate food allergies I have developed over now, the course of my life. Does Parmesan I, work? No, no oh, cheese, no, cheese no, no like no cheese, none of the dairy, and I'm supposed to be gluten free too. That newer thing with with the gluten and everything. Yeah, I the way I operate with gluten is I'll go without gluten for a few days. That's why I kind of want to try other fish, so like I have more options when I'm okay. kind of mm-hmm. in a gluten free phase. Like I have not found. I, I just got some uh, some advice from buddy gerard cherry of course uh, on ESPN gerard, Cleveland too, yes. but he joined he joined us a couple like a couple weeks ago and uh Name he drops. gave me some i'll drop them all former gerard, former super bowl champ no big deal <laughs> three-time <laughs> super bowl champ gerard cherry who is also an um, espn 850 uh, <laughs> um, and part of the next level <laughs> um but yeah he like he gave me some of the advice like where to go get some gluten-free stuff i hadn't heard about i have not found any gluten-free food that tastes good okay i have found dairy-free options that taste good to replace things i miss okay mm-hmm. i have not found gluten-free now, how often do you shop at aldi's uh not often but we are trying to go there because we're poor and we need to save money okay amen <laughs> My, no <laughs> No reason why us I, too. Don't worry. No reason why I say it is because mm-hmm. my mother is gluten free right now. Okay, and okay. they have a selection in Aldi's of a whole bunch of gluten free stuff, and they also bring in seasonal stuff with gluten free. So it's a whole bunch of breads. It's also tacos. It's also pizzas. It's also even other stuff, other food wise. Check them out because they have actually stepped up their game because they're helping mm. out that side. And normally her friends go there and they're like, well, this is good for you. You got to go try it. And she'll go try it. And it's absolutely amazing. So the one thing that I miss the most is pizza. 
So mm-hmm. the, the tough part about that is you have to find I have to find a gluten free, dairy free pizza. The ones I have found are cardboard. Straight <laughs> yeah. cardboard. Really? So what we've done is we have found oh. we have found like a gluten free English muffin that okay. tastes pretty good actually. And so we toast that up and then kind of put it in the oven with some pizza sauce, dairy free cheese, pepperoni okay. on there, and that nice. kind of has been my my way to get pizza in the in the system because I oh man I miss a good piece oh, of pizza. Oh man, I could. You, do uh, it. My family, my family used to do pizza on Christmas Eve from a local place. Giuseppe's <laughs> oh, yeah. just down the road yep. from me. Oh yeah, and Love it's Giuseppe. like it's it's the square pizza. Oh yeah, and oh, oh yeah, I Wait, miss it. I miss delicious. it so much. So I gotta ask mm. you: Have you have you tried upper crust pizza? I have not. Okay, I've never heard of upper no, crust pizza. They do have a gluten free crust. But you could check with them and see if they have the uh, substitute for the cheese because they okay. got voted the 2019 best gluten-free crust. Hmm. Okay. And my mom's yeah. had it and she loved it, but she's also not lactose. So it, it, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. It sucks. I'm sorry. It's tough. You, like you, Ben and Jerry says really good dairy-free ice cream. But yeah. like you get, I get like the mint chocolate cookie or the cookies and cream. Still got gluten because it's got the cookie in there. So it's like, <laughs> uh, I better, I better be catching. The, I eat that ice cream on the days that, uh, you know, I'm going just gluten free, and I still get the dairy free. I told my family, starting this past Saturday, I went gluten free, just so that on Thursday and Friday, let let it all, there you let go. it all go, let loose, and then Saturday. We'll deal with that when we get there. That <laughs> boy, that's Saturday's problem. <laughs> What about what about beer? How are you doing with beer? See, I'm not a big, I'm just not a big drinker. Like beer is the, I I went through like kidney stones and stuff at a at a like young age, and okay. they only could tell me that I was dehydrated. Trust me, I I'm drinking water like it's nobody's business. Yeah. If, I, mm-hmm. if I could show you guys, I, I have like the big gallon jug over there that I've been drinking <laughs> all the time. Yeah. But when I indulged in the, when it was legal, of course, with the adult beverage of a, of a good beer, mm-hmm. I didn't ever drink water with it. Like not, like not thinking anything of it. Probably th- thinking too much that it doesn't, it doesn't affect me. So being a little too bold with it. Okay. These, these days I've kind of started to uh, enjoy the occasional glass of wine. I've become a wine Ooh, guy now, over the years. Now that we're into the wine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you like a dry wine or a sweet wine? Dry red wine. Dry red wine. So you, you like a cab or below? Yep. All right. I need so, sweeter. Yeah. Oh, you like the sweet? Oh, yeah, I like okay. the sweet. So, my wife, and mm-hmm. I have a present for you now. She is down in West Virginia, okay? Mm-hmm. And for you coming on with us, I'm going to call her now. There is a winery down in West Virginia called Lambert's Winery. And I'm going to have okay. her pick you up a bottle of their Blackberry Cab. Ooh, that sounds really good, it too. It is, is phenomenal. And there's a Niagara that Vinny has had. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever had the uh, purple grapes with the green inside. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And you've tasted those. Yes. That's exactly how the wine is. Yes. Oh, it's that would be a, that would be a good one. Too. Yeah. All right. So I'll have two I bottles. I appreciate that. Two bottles for you. All right, thank so, you, thank you so much. Real quick, too, the reason why I brought up the beer was because mm-hmm. should you go out and you decide to have a beer instead of wine mm-hmm. or something, right? New Belgium 
has uh has a gluten i, I kind of put it in quotes gluten-free beer it's one of Ooh. those that bring the brings the gluten so far down that yes it still i guess technically has it but it's you know one Not of those transitions much. right um but uh, those are the types of foods i've found that kind of substitute the ones that really like it's there but it's very minimal that it uh-huh. doesn't you don't really taste it or, or like you don't sense it after having that kind of food or, yeah. or drink it, it it tastes like you're drinking uh like new belgium's fat tire it oh. tastes almost identical i missed that one i missed that one All right, so there you go go look for <laughs> there you it. go I, I i forgot the name of it off the top of my head i i wish i, oh. I could think of it but if you just searched yeah gluten-free uh, yeah, I think you'll find it, and it's it's amazing. So the last thing I need from you before we get to our top three Christmas movies, because you got to okay. go. Yeah. All right. Eh, yep. Yep. All right. So we always do a pick'em, and we Brian and I, I am one up on Brian on the Browns pick'em per week, and I take the guest picks. So Browns versus Jets final oh, score. Boy. Oh boy! Jets. See, this is the tough part the because Jets, uh, if you say Jets, I'm going to headbutt you through the screen. <laughs> he took no, the Jets. Here's my that. pick. I I tend to be the the one that shies away from the picks. I let Paul. I, I have predictor Paulus on the show. I'm the keys of the game guy because I have always found bad juju when I pick games. So no, no, no. you got to have nope. me make a pick on your show. You got to make you a go. pick. You got to make a pick. Got to make a got to make a pick. So I'm going to I'm going to do what I got to do on the show because yes. I you know, I appreciate you guys having me on, of course. I'm going to go Browns 31 to 10. 31 to 10 Browns. Wow. Vinny, mark it down. That is almost exactly what I picked. 50 bucks almost. if you change your pick. So <laughs> <laughs> don't do no. it don't do don't do it don't you do no. it no I, I don't need that because i got a card here that i got in the mail merry christmas card it's already got uh, $50 it, so you don't turn it <laughs> all right brian caught you last week quickly your jet score jet score browns 27 i'll give the jets 13 okay vitty quickly your score sorry i was writing that down um i had 31 17 31 31 17. Mm, so, yeah. Nice. All right. So let's do. We're now in our top three. All right. And our top three is Christmas Bates, movies. We never got yours. What? I'm with him. I go with the guest. Sorry, sorry, fat guy. Yeah. I go All with right, the my guest. Bad. <laughs> my bad. Then. I go with the guest. That's why I was <laughs> prepared, to, I was prepared yes. to give a give a pick, but just to, <laughs> All right. So, so, Kevin, <laughs> thank you coming on with us. <laughs> We are going to get your top three Christmas movies, and then we are going to boot you off of here. And you have got to tell your girlfriend to text me that recipe or whatever, whatever the sushi was that you had. Oh, it was a California roll, I guess. Yeah, California, yeah, That's you don't want bad. that. I'll you do don't that. Want that. You yeah. want a Philly roll? Oh, yeah, Philly roll. Okay. Yeah, you want a Philly roll? All right, yeah, all right. I got you. No, That's I'm right. with you right. because I don't like seafood either. A California roll. If I had to do sushi, that's the way to go. What California roll? Yeah, there's no there's no fish in it. Yeah, there's tuna in it. Oh well, my wife yeah. lied. Philly rolls got crab. You're fine. <laughs> okay, all right. So I'll Philly take roll. a look for a Philly roll. Philly, Philly roll. roll. Got it. All right. So we are going to do top three Christmas movies. All right. This is the easiest, toughest top three because I have a top three Christmas movies. Okay, but I hate not talking about all the other Christmas movies because this is my time of the year. Like you. 
I, we're, I see I, the I know tree. We're, yep. going, we're going through Zoom. Like, you guys can see the tree. Like, I go crazy with the lights, the yep. decorations. There's another. You have a garland behind you, too? Yeah. Oh, see? Yeah. oh wow. All right. You went crazy with it. You can yeah, yeah, you I can give it. us a couple honorable mentions if you want. Yeah. Okay. I, I give you a couple honorable mentions. I honorable mentions Santa Claus two and three. I, I love the Santa Claus series mm-hmm. there. Okay. And I agree. Uh, Polar Express is another one that nice. I always have to have to watch. Okay. Now, Fred, Cla- Fred Claus. If I need a good laugh, that'll be one. But okay. my top three. I'll start from three and go up. Mm-hmm. Number three. Yep. Is the Santa Claus the original mm-hmm. Santa Claus? I grew yep. up watching Home Improvement, Tim Allen, and that was like that was the Christmas movie, uh, the first one I remember getting as a kid on VHS tape, and we would watch that all the time as a family. Nothing like uh, seeing so I got... Tim Allen safe on the ground while someone else falls off the roof for a change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and when he when the little kid says when Charlie says, I'm gonna go into the family business <laughs> I, like as an adult watching that back like I get it, he's a kid saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, like if that was like, you realize what you have to do to go into the family business, right? You gotta, gotta knock dad off the roof, have him go <laughs> just disappear. Put on the coat. You gotta knock dad thing. off. That's what you're saying. Just knock him off. Yeah. <laughs> um, number two is the Jim Carrey version of Dr. Seuss's A Grinch Stole Christmas. Yes, absolutely. I can, yes. I can quote that movie. <laughs> I can just like speak along with it every time he's going through it. Um, love when he's the uh, holiday cheermeister and you know beating the kids in the sack race and <laughs> in the chair of cheer. Right. I, I, the lines that he ad-libbed in that movie too jim carrey i right. i love anything unreal jim he carrey was does. perfect for that role yes, nobody else could have done that no did you guys see before i get into number one did you guys see that they did like a live broadway edition i heard about it i think like was they it did any it in, good in, i didn't see it but like i like during the thanksgiving day parade they had yeah. like a preview of one of the songs and it was, I think it was the guy that was the teacher on Glee. I never watched that show, but I remember okay. seeing his face. Well, you're 29. Um, you should know that show. I thought it was like Life from yeah. England or something like <laughs> my that. My wife too. watched it, so uh, I saw somewhere it. Yeah, that, that, never, that never hit Your my wife's 29. She should know. <laughs> no, she made me watch it. <laughs> but like, the way that they did Jim Carrey and the makeup and like, that was the quintessential oh, yeah. Grinch. Like live mm-hmm. action Grinch. Yep. This one would give you nightmares. The way they did this guy, mm-hmm. like it didn't look like a Grinch. It didn't. I was like, at that point, I was like, I don't want any part of this because I'm gonna be like scarred for life watching that. Was it was <laughs> it bad or was it terrifying? It was it was just bad. It was just like, bad I, for kids. For a kid, it would be terrifying. For okay. an adult, it was just it was just it was bad. Right. An image you can't ever get out of your head. Like I, <laughs> I hate that I'm seeing it right now. Yeah. Like I talk about it. But, Glad I didn't watch um, it. Then. But uh, the number one Christmas movie for me, drumroll please, National Lamp, National Lampoon's yep. Christmas Vacation. It is not Die Hard. Absolutely. 
that is number one. That's always tough to have beat. to see that. I can watch that during the year when it's not Christmas time <laughs> and love that movie. That one, you think I quote, I take my family off all the time because I quote movies and say the line before Same it comes here. up. Mm-hmm. If, if you really want to see my family ticked off, <laughs> sit there watching that movie while I sit there and quote the whole thing. <laughs> they just, they stare at me and give me that look. And I'm like, Look, this is what you this is what you get. I'm you're that's your bloodline, so don't worry, don't look at me. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I won't apologize. So Kev, yeah. thank you so much for joining of us. Of course. And we hope yeah. to have you on again. Yep. All right. And I appreciate so, you guys having me on. Yep. Hey, so you are at the Kevin something it's, Arnold. It's at Kevin and Seven on Kevin and Seven Twitter on Twitter. Uh, yeah, and it's S E V A N because my name is spelled differently than the typical way to spell Kevin. Yeah, K-E-V-A-N. I know because it kind of threw me off because we had Kevin on yeah. last week. I know, we, I know. We, my, we doubled back on Kevin's. There you go. Yeah, my my dad. That's my dad's doing. I don't. That's all right. I understand. <laughs> it's fun. So it's all right. I but, understand. Uh, yeah, yeah. So at Kevin and Seven on Twitter. At VTL underscore pod for the show, and we yeah. go we go live every uh, every Sunday after Browns games, usually around seven. I know this week I threw I threw the big guy off a little bit, you know. Hey, I love watching your show because I love busting your guys' balls. I know. And then you guys had Gerard Cherry on, and I'm like, I felt like I saved the show for a little bit because I'm like, yeah. I can't hear Gerard. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, I can't hear him. I know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I had to send that information over to our producer because I, I, I looked, I always look out of the corner of my eye because we have our monitor to, yeah, on one side, but the camera is on the other. Yeah. So, like, I need to be looking in the camera. So when people watch, they don't see me with a head turn. They're just looking at the right side of my face the whole time. <laughs> well, that's why but, we don't do cameras. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> One, one of the I'm reasons we don't. I'm do surprised cameras. the cameras even still work for us because <laughs> you don't want this on camera either. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I got a face for radio for a reason. Yeah, There's a reason why my goal is radio, <laughs> not TV. <laughs> there it is. Uh, All right, so Kevin, thank you for joining us. Yep. Yep. We really of do course. appreciate everything, and it actually should be out uh, because I do not have a lot of editing to do tonight. It should be out tonight, so. Uh, retweet place it out let's have some fun yeah uh, i'll share this one but i'll keep sharing everything you guys do appreciate you guys having me on you guys do a great job with this show i love the the back i love the contrast between sports and food and thank you um, thank you thank you you know you guys you you guys got a great thing going and anytime you need me i'm here i'll come on hey we need you for basketball season we definitely need you for basketball Uh, season (laughs) but i I see i see paulus is a bigger fella is he into food too? Oh yes, he you is. answered your own question. He's, there, all right. He's so, <laughs> yeah. if you could sweet talk Paulus into coming on with us, that'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, trust me, I can I can talk that guy into anything. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> all I all I got to do is make him feel a little bit bad for maybe taking up too much time on the show, and then you know he's, he's ready to Perfect. he's ready to listen to anything I say. So oh, awesome! I got you. I'll just let him go one day, like this week. I'll just let him go and go and be like, 
hey, I mean, I don't know. You had a little bit too much time on the show. It's balanced out a little bit. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Hey, how about you guys? How about you go on a legal hand to the face? Like, if you want to make it up to me, go on, on that show. Oh, perfect. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good night. Merry Christmas, buddy. Yep. Merry Christmas to you and you guys' as family. And good happy day. New yeah. Year. You the man, Kevin. Merry Christmas. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was Kevin Arnold from the Voice of the Land podcast. And I'm so glad to have him. We had so much fun with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, my that, Lord. That was awesome. That was amazing. So, Kevin, I know you're going to listen back because you want to see your sound quality. You sounded great, buddy. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're getting in our top three Christmas movies. And I'm actually going to go. Can you please? Yep, give me your top three. All right, so I got to hear this. About right. time. What? It's about time. You all right, so, all right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number three is Elf. We watched a little okay. clip of it. At yeah. the I love watching Elf at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my number two, we're making this quick because I have another show I got to go on to. Gotcha. What time All before, right, yeah. yeah, it's almost seven. Okay. All right, wow. so my number two mm-hmm. is I got to go with Home Alone 2. Okay. I like the New York. I, like I love the New York aspect. I was going to throw you the trivia. Okay. The most popular christmas was it movie. home alone 2 home alone 2 in ohio nice. the most popular nice. christmas nice. movie in ohio so that's home trivia alone question 2. trivia questions out of the road yep all right sorry yeah so, i didn't realize it was that big of a hit <laughs> i i hear you over one huh well i guess hold on hold on hold on my hold bad on. so i got a co number one and the only reason why i say it is because for once i get to watch it with my kids mm-hmm. okay they're at the age now that we can watch Home Alone and Santa Claus together and have a blast. Okay. So, and yeah. I can I cannot wait because Christmas Eve, that is what I am doing with my children as I'm watching that, that, and then I'm watching on Christmas Day, Soul is coming out on Disney. And oh, we were yeah. watching that one with Disney. No, so, no soul. What's Soul? It, it's, it's a, a new Disney brand movie. movie. It's brand a new Disney Christmas movie. movie? No, it's not a Christmas movie. Okay. It's no. a brand new movie they're putting out for Christmas. Gotcha. So I'm going to go. Let's go. Let's switch it up a little. Uncle Vinny, give me your yeah, top man. three. All right. All right. All right. I'm, I'm going to start out with an honorable mention because I don't know. I, I don't know if Big Bride's going to say it or not. Okay. Uh, my honorable mention is uh, Always a Christmas Story. Set okay. here in Cleveland, the whole mm-hmm. nine yards. Mm-hmm. Excellent movie, The Higbees. Oh, Always a Christmas Story? No, Christmas Story. No, Christmas, Christmas Story. story. Christmas, Christmas Story. Christmas Ralphie. Yeah. Yeah. Ralphie. They had a two as well, but, you know, I don't think, uh, I think that was uh, a I've little seen different. It. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not as good. Yeah, no. All no right. Not as good. But uh, my number three um, actually is uh, a little off the beaten track, <coughs> and uh, a shout out to my fiance, uh, Coraline. She loves watching that movie. Hmm. It's, uh, it's a great really? movie. I'll yeah, have to check it out. Okay, My top three is uh, a little am- animated. That's cool. We like the animated movies. Yep. And we stuff, love so. Uh, my number two is not animated, mm-hmm. uh, and that actually is Die Hard. Oh, Die Hard! Uh, I love it's the, a Christmas movie. The God whole damn it. Die Hard series. That. It's a Christmas movie. Absolutely. Die Hard, Gremlins. Some people think Gremlins uh, is a Christmas yeah, movie. Yeah, absolutely, it is. I love the Gremlins too. It's nuts. Uh, my number one though. Uh, back to animated movies again. Uh, a Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, I absolutely right. love it. I can yep. watch it any time that it's on. 
Yep. So. My top three, um, none of my top three have made it in your guys' top three, so I'll just start it off with saying um, I was having trouble coming up with a, a third one, but Bad Santa. I don't know why. There you go. It, it's a little raunchy. Oh. It's for sure raunchy. <laughs> it, um, but whenever it's on, I seem to stop and watch it. So that's three. Number two, I don't know if you guys have seen it, with Vince Vaughn, Four Christmases. I have not. Preoccupied. Yes. Yeah. No. No. Four no. Four Christmases. Oh, I love Four Christmases. I love it too. I watch I'll, at least once, twice a year. I watch it. But oh, my number one, I watch. Mm, probably five, six times a year, and it's all within twenty-four hours. It's Christmas Story. Really? Oh, it is oh, Christmas Story. I just love good. Christmas. All I'll right. watch it. I'll watch yep. it. Because now they have it on TBS and TNT, and they stagger the start time. So I just, just put it on. whatever. Yep. And I'll watch <laughs> it for 5, 10, 15 minutes, and uh, then I'll move on with my day, and I'll come back to it. And, yeah, that'll forever be my number one Christmas movie. You know what I'll never forget uh, is during a, a Christmas thing I was doing with the, with the entire family a long time ago, was um, there was a trivia question that came up mm-hmm. and it was posed to one of my cousins, and it was um, what they ended up having at the uh, at the dinner, right? <clears throat> um, you know, at the at, towards the end of the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, it was the it was the goose, the right? duck, uh, the duck, duck. That's yeah. right. But what they actually showed in the picture was was like a Canadian goose or something okay. like that. What was the difference? Huh. And I I just I remember there was a little bit of controversy there at the table because he goes, "No, I understand it was supposed to be a duck," but he goes, "That was a goose that they showed." <laughs> so and you know, and he wanted the points for okay. it. And I, I completely agree. I think he should have gotten the points for it. Oh but, yeah, That's smiling yep. at me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So, we are here at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. All right. We want to thank our troops. Thank Kevin for coming on with us. This is a great show. Mm. Thank our I trivia. Love, uh, thank our trivia. Thank you, Brian, yep. for the trivia. Yep. And, uh, and what else are we forgetting? Uh, first responders. Well, I'm, I'm waiting for your answer to my trivia. It's Home Alone 2. No. My trivia, the Browns, last time... <laughs> <laughs> they won a division title. Oh, okay. I'm going to go 1994. Nope. They did not win it in 94. Damn. They last won 88? the division in 89. 89. 89. Dang, yep. I was close. Wow. Yep. I was close. I was so in the ballpark. 94, they, if you remember, in 94, they beat uh, they beat the Patriots, which could have been another trivia. Then they lost to the... All right. Then they lost to the Steelers. So Steelers won the division that year, and yeah, they still suck. Well, yeah, they still suck. Yep. So we are Illegal Ham of the Face. You can find us at Illegal Ham of the Face on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at Illegal Ham of the Face. You can find us on email, Illegal Ham of the Face at gmail.com. Also, check out Kevin at the Voice of the Land podcast. And Vinny, give him a good night. Hey, have a good night, everybody. Go Browns. All right. Yep. Uh, Big Brad, give him God bless. God bless you. God bless you and your family. God bless. America, happy holidays to all. All right. I am that fat guy. I'm going to say Merry Christmas. And we support our troops, our first responders, and everything you guys do. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening. We are uncorked, unloaded, and we are out. Merry Christmas. (laughs) 
Jodido, man.